You're listening to 94.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned for Cover to Cover, Stone's Throw. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Ah, last week I was trying to do a homage to um, our, our once San Francisco poet laureate, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, who is 100 years old. I cannot believe it. I never knew a poet who lived to be 100, but... Never mind that. We celebrate. We celebrate Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Uh, actually, uh, I was cross because due to technical difficulties, I got caught in the middle of a poem, or at least the first line. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it when I was starting. What I had, I got as far as reading Yates. Right? That's the first two words of the poem. So let me just pick up where I left off. This is in Coney Island of the Mind, by the way. This is the uh, is it the first book that I read from Ferlinghetti. He writes, Reading Yeats. I do not think of Ireland, but of midsummer New York, and of myself back then, reading that copy I found on the Third Avenue L. The L with its fly-hung fans. And its signs reading, spitting is forbidden, the L. Careening through its third-story world with, it, with its third-story people in their third-story doors looking as if they had never heard of the ground. An old dame watering her plant or a joker. <laughs> in a straw, putting a stick pin in his peppermint eye, looking just like he had nowhere to go but Coney Island or an undershirted guy rocking in his rocker, watching the L pass by, as if he expected it to be different every time. And... All the gone faces getting off at midtown places, 
Reading Yeats, I do not think of Arcady, of its woods which Yeats thought dead. Oh, yes. I think instead of all those gone faces with their hats and their jobs and that lost book I had, with its blue cover and its white inside, where a pencil hand had written, Horseman Pass By. I put that last line up on my mirror, you know, in order to avoid avoid uh, coming to the end of my life. Yes, pass by, sucker. I'm not interested in your in your shtick, not at all. Now, uh, everyone, of course, is familiar with the Yeats poem, I Am Waiting. Now, that's the biggie. I hear it read all over town. Uh, I think, yes, I think we need to read a little bit of it just to just to get in Ferlinghetti's time. Uh, yes, the ones we waited for, maybe they, maybe they are. Mm. Uh, maybe they are prophecy. Anyway, at the beginning of this uh, little section called Oral Messages, Ferlinghetti writes that the poems were conceived for jazz accompaniment, should be considered as spontaneously spoken oral messages rather than as poems written for the printed page. Anyway, he goes on about the jazz poems. Uh, Ah, yes, jazz poems. Uh, So much about that to talk about. Uh, Especially James Baldwin. Never mind. He speaks of autobiography. Uh, Yes. Anyway, I'm just going to read I Am Waiting. I am waiting for my case to come up, and I am waiting for a rebirth of wonder. And I am waiting for someone to really discover America and wail. And I am waiting for the discovery of a new symbolic western frontier. And I am waiting for the American eagle to really spread its wings and straighten up and fly right. And I am waiting for the age of anxiety to drop dead. And I am waiting for the war to be fought, which will make the world safe for anarchy. Make the world safe for anarchy. Hear that? And I am waiting for the final withering away of all governments. And I am perpetually awaiting a rebirth of wonder. I am waiting for the second coming. And I am waiting for a religious revival to sweep through the state of Arizona. And I am waiting for the grapes of wrath to be stored, and I am waiting for them to groove, prove that God is really American, and I am seriously waiting for Billy Graham and Elvis Presley to exchange roles seriously 
Seriously. <laughs> perfect. That's the perfect, the perfect image, yes. Uh, I'm waiting to see God on television, piped onto church altars. If only they can find the right channel to tune in on. And I am waiting for the Last Supper to be served again with a strange new appetizer. And I am perpetually awaiting a rebirth of wonder. I am waiting for my number to be called, and I am waiting for the living end, and I am waiting, waiting, (laughs) waiting for Dad to come home his pockets full of irradiated silver dollars. And I am waiting for the atomic tests to end. And I am waiting happily for things to get much worse before they improve. And I am waiting for the Salvation Army to take over. And I am waiting for the human crowd to wander off a cliff somewhere, clutching its atomic umbrella. And I am waiting for Ike to act. And I am waiting for the meek to be blessed and inherit the earth without taxes. And I am waiting for forests and animals to reclaim the earth as theirs. And I am waiting waiting for a way to be devised to destroy all nationalisms without killing anybody. And I am waiting for linnets and planets to fall like rain. I am waiting for lovers and weepers to lie down together again in a new rebirth of wonder. I am waiting for the great divide to be crossed, and I am anxiously awaiting for the secret of eternal life to be discovered by an obscure general practitioner and save me forever from certain death, and I am waiting for life to begin, and I am waiting for the storms of life to be over, and I am waiting to set sail for happiness, and I am waiting for a reconstructed Mayflower to reach America with its picture story and its rights sold in advance to the natives. And I am waiting for the lost music to sound again in the lost continent to a new rebirth of wonder. I am waiting for the day that maketh all things clear. And I am waiting for Old Man River to stop just rolling along past the country club. And I am waiting for the deepest south to just stop reconstructioning itself. Ah, stop. Stop reconstructing itself.
in its old image, and I am waiting for a sweet, segregated chariot to swing low and carry me back to old Virginia. And I am waiting for old Virginia to discover just why darkies are born. And I am waiting for God to look out from the lookout mountain and see, see the ode to the Confederate dead as a real farce. And I am awaiting retribution for what America did to Tom Sawyer. And I am perpetually awaiting a rebirth of wonder. I'm waiting for Tom to grow up, and I'm waiting for the American boy to take off Beauty's clothes and get on top of her. And I'm waiting for Alice in Wonderland to retransmute to me those total dreams of innocence. And I'm waiting. I am waiting for Child Roland to come to the final darkest tower, and I am waiting for Aphrodite to grow live arms <laughs> in a final disarmed conference at a new rebirth of wonder. I am waiting to get some intimations of immortality for re reconstructing and reflecting my early childhood and I am waiting for the green green mornings to come again The green, green fields come back again. And I am waiting for some strains, strains of unpremeditated art. I am waiting to write the great, indelible, poem, and I am waiting for the last long, careless rapture, and I am perpetually waiting for the fleeing lovers on the Grecian urn, ah, waiting for them to catch each other up at last and embrace, and I am waiting perpetually and forever a renaissance of wonder. There you go. Now that poem, I use that for uh, the title of a collection of my own poems called A Renaissance of Wonder. And I'm afraid that <laughs> uh, I didn't expect it. Uh, 
just one short poem before we go on with more uh, Ferlinghetti. I just keep reading poems about about a white horse. It's a Celtic symbol. Uh, this poem by Ferlinghetti is terrible a horse at night standing hitched alone in the still street and whinnying as if some sad nude astride him had gripped legs on him and sung a sweet, high, hungry, single syllable. I always read that one. That's, I think, my signature Ferlinghetti poem, right? I love it. Uh, now, some places here, I find that Lawrence Ferlinghetti wrote what he called prose poems. Uh, I I never know about these things. Gertrude Stein says, uh, 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 what is poetry? And if you know what poetry is, what is prose? <laughs> she was a bit, she was a bit funny on the subject of, of grammar. Uh, lovely, lovely. She said, question marks were for branding horses. Indeed, indeed. Gertrude Stein was my, my, uh, invitation, my, my, uh, entry into the world of the absurd. You know, poems don't have to be what they told us to be in the 10th grade. Anyway, I want to read this one, this one poem. Uh, I don't call it autobiographical. It's a longy. Uh, last night I, I set it aside, several other Ferlinghetti poems, and I began to wring my hands, wring my hands, and pull out my hair. And I uh, was worrying, of course, about the desperate sadness of our time. I had talked last time about the death of W.S. Uh, Merwin, a poet exactly my age, our National Poet Laureate, and... Uh, when I talked of his desperate sadness, I I was afraid uh, people would mix it up with Ferlinghetti. I'd never think of Ferlinghetti as sad. I think of him sometimes as uh, in a rage, thank God. Uh, I had an interview with him many years ago, and we were talking about uh, the materialism with which we are surrounded and how Greed has poisoned any chance we have for grace, etc., etc. And uh, I thought of the god Moloch. The Beats used to talk about the god Moloch. Come for all of us. Material things, Moloch. And I said to Ferlinghetti, Do you believe in Moloch or not? That's the question. <laughs> he said, Don't have to believe it. You know. It's here. It's here. Mm, I wrote about Moloch last night, yes. Ah, the horror, the horror, the horror, the whole horror in error, in error. Oh, where in error, angst in anger with hate, wait, 
Wait in error, the waiting room, terror. Terror in the room, tension in the room, terror in the waiting. Error in the hating. Ah, the blood, the blood under the bridge, under the bridge. Past horror and the terror by night, the flight by day. And the child is a whore and the boy, the boy, the boy from Biblos. The incorporate, incorporate figure and the corporate Christ. My brother, mother, mother to us all. Ah. Big brother rides off with the world and the world's a woman. Where in hell's my saddle? Never mind. I digress. Let's read a little bit of Ferlinghetti. Uh, this section is the section uh, he titles, I believe, uh, The Gone World, right? Pictures of the Gone World. It is a long, long prose piece. I hope I have time to read it because I think it's wonderful. I think it should be done on stage, right? Visuals. Uh, get up there on stage and do this, do this, uh, well, exposition. Uh, here it goes. And that's the way it always is, and that's the way it always ends. And the fire and the rose are one. Always the same scene, always the same subject, right? from the beginning like in the Bible or the sun also rises which begins Robert Cohen was middleweight boxing champion of his class but later we lost our balls and there we go again there we are again there's the same old theme and scene again with all the citizens and all the characters all working up from the first looks like all they ever think of is doing it and it doesn't matter much with who half the time but the other half for the other half it matters matters more than anything oh the sweet love fevers yes and there's always complications, complications like maybe she has, uh, maybe she has no eyes for him, or he no eyes for her, or her no eyes for her, or him no eyes for him, or something. <laughs> something or other stands in the way like his mother. Uh, or her father, or someone like that. But they go right on trying to get it all the time, like in Shakespeare, or The Wasteland, or Bruce remembering his things past, or wherever. And there they all are, struggling toward each other, trying to reach each other like those 
marble, marble maidens, or that Grecian urn, or on any market street or merry-go-round, round and round they go, all hunting love, and half the hungry time, not even knowing just what is really eating them. <laughs> like Robin walking to her nightwood streets, although it isn't quite as simple as all that, as if all she really needed was a good five-cent cigar. Oh, no. And uh, those who have not hunted will not recognize the hunting poise. And then the hawks that hover where the heart is hid and the hungry horses crying and the stone angels and heaven and hell and Yarma with her <laughs> blind breasts under her dress. And then Christopher Columbus sailing off in search. <laughs> and Rudolph Valentino and Juliet and Romeo and Juliet <laughs> and John Barrymore and Anna Livia and Abby's Irish Rose and so Good night, sweet prince, all over again, with everyone, and everyone laughing and crying along whatever night and day, winter and summer, spring and tomorrow, like Anna Karenina, lost in the snow. And the cry of hunters in a great wood, and the soldiers coming, and Freud and Ulysses always on their hunger travels after the same hot grail like King Arthur and his nighttime nights, everybody wondering where and how it will all end like in the movies or in some Nightmare novel, yes, as in a nightmare, yes. I said yes, I will still and be, be heard calling me, calling me. I said yes, yes, my heart was going like mad. And that's the way Ulysses ends, as everything always ends when that hunting cock of flesh at last cries out and has his story moment. God, God then comes tumbling down. <laughs> And the sound, the sound of axes in the wood and the trees falling and down it goes. The sweet cock's sword so 
wilting in the fair flesh of hills, away alone at last, and loved and lost, and found upon a river bank, along a river run, right where it all began, and so begins again. That's a wonderful, wonderful cockeyed, cockeyed poem, yes. <laughs> I think, uh, I think he, he takes all the, uh, all the names of all the Im people that we run into in literature. Uh, they're all in my head. I know uh, real people are sometimes not nearly uh, as real to me as all the characters I run into Happy in books and plays. Nice this and has been Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throne. I'll be back again soon. Till then, go easy, and if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Happy ending. It's KPFA's 70th birthday, and we're having a party. April 11th, get off your social media and head on down to the Ivy Room in Albany at San Pablo and Solano. We'll have music, the Bearcat Trio. David Lenning. Gonna shine my shoes, I'm telling you the truth, I'm gonna let my heart out. The Coffus Brothers. You and me got a lot to learn. We'll also have cake and cocktails. That's April 11th, doors at 7 o'clock, music at 7.30. That's the Ivy Room in Albany, Solano, and San Pablo. You and I used to drive.